Y'all, this is so fun. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do it because the prime activity of picking up a mic and pressing record on this little laptop is one of the best parts of my day. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so thankful that you are here and tuning in to the third episode of Black Girlhood. Did y'all like that? Should I keep singing it from now on? No? Okay. But thank you for tuning in to the third episode of Black Girlhood, where we are redefining femininity and celebrating all things Black Girl Unique. I'm your host, Sarah Sloan. And before we dive into today's topic, of course, an ode to the bows, you know it, you love it. And today we are highlighting Juvia's Place, a Black-owned makeup brand created by a Black woman. Don't you just love that? When our people make stuff for our people, it's beautiful. This is this is community. This is community. Put that on a sweatshirt. Juvia's Place was founded by Chichi Iburu, and please forgive me if I'm mispronouncing that, but she's a native of Nigeria, and she created Juvia's Place on the principle of creating an inclusive makeup line that complements all ranges of skin tone. And as Black women, we are very familiar with the struggle of going in to drugstores, makeup stores, any store really, and not being able to find stuff for us that complements our skin tone, our shades, our undertones, and looks good on our skin while fighting against a white dominated beauty standard created by white women for white women and never included the black woman and her beauty. And Juvia's Place is here to redefine that and undermine that societal label. And The entire brand was inspired by Africa and African queens, rebels, rulers, who all use makeup, of course, as an expression of creativity. And Juvia's Place is widely accessible. You can shop for it at Target, at Ulta, or online at juviusplace.com. I love their products. All of my friends rave about their products. Their blush just went viral again for like the fifth time. You can also shop it on TikTok shop. TikTok shop always has sales and of course be cautious, but hey, support black any way you can. So to get into today's episode topic, today we are talking about seasons of loneliness and There's so much encompassed in those three words, and I'm going to dive into it in a couple of different aspects. But first, I want to talk about it in a way that this semester for me was a season of growth. But within that, I've never felt more lonely in my entire life. And this was my first semester of college, first semester at Spelman College. I moved 700 miles away by myself, away from everything I've ever known, everyone I've ever known. And very quickly, I got involved in multiple organizations, multiple parts of campus. I gravitated towards so many people and so many orgs, and I didn't feel like I had found my people, despite being surrounded by so many beautiful women in a realm created for me, created on the principles of inclusivity, black beauty, excellence, education, and growth. So what is loneliness? Let's talk about it. Let's define it. I did some research, and loneliness is defined as the feeling of being sad or unhappy about being socially isolated. Loneliness has very little to do with physical proximity to someone, very little. And what I mean by that is you can have 500 people around you and still feel alone. You can have a room full of people. You can be in a group. You can be hanging out. You can be at a concert. You can be at a party. You can be in a classroom and still feel lonely. It has very little to do about physical proximity and everything else to do about social connection. And from my research, I gathered that loneliness actually arises from the social disconnect and discrepancy between desired and actual levels of social connection. And 
as black women, we are at the intersection of race and gender, right? Therefore, we are a double minority and undergo double minority treatment. So on top of already being a woman, we're black in America. And because of the history and ideals that lie within those two aspects of life, we're at a disadvantage of being able to not only express our feelings, but connect and form relationships with people. Not only are we women, but we are black women. And that is such a beautiful thing, but we also have to put into it as a perspective of women who are in this country as black Americans founded on the principles of hating black people and then built on the backs of slave labor. But we can get into that in another episode. ADW is really coming out. I just finished that final. We're on break. So I'm I'm feeling good. Okay. However, society is complex that black women are stronger than anyone else and therefore have to be strong for everyone else continues to leave our feelings often unsaid and unheard. And because of the complex that we have to continue to be strong for everybody and to hold the weight that anybody else can't, to hold the weight of our brothers, to hold the weight of our friends, to hold the weight of our parents, we can't express how we feel and we can't say how we're feeling. We can't say that, you know, depression is creeping in. We can't say that you feel unloved. You can't say that you feel lonely. And I felt at the intersections of that this semester. I felt at the crosshairs of that this semester. And I felt like I didn't have a space for me to express how I felt in the midst of being surrounded by so many people. I was so alone because I was in foreign territory. For the first time of my life, I was by myself. And what I didn't realize was that there were 800 girls around me who felt the same way. But again, it's been normalized that we don't talk about our feelings. We don't talk about what's going on deep down because you have to be strong for your sister. You have to be strong enough to hold her weight, even when she can't hold her own, even when you can't hold your own. And it took so much out of me to finally tell someone I felt lonely in a place like Spelman College. And navigating relationships as Black women in spaces like Spelman, in spaces outside of Spelman, because the world is bigger than college, are attached to the lack of ability to vocalize our feelings compared to white counterparts. And it wasn't until I literally laid in my bed a couple nights ago that I started connecting the dots to being able to sit and hear all of my white friends complain about their life stories. And don't get me wrong, I love to talk. Why do you think I started a podcast? But I was never the kid to sit and talk about my problems because I was the listener. I was the friend who didn't vent but got vented to. And black women often become the dumping grounds for other people's societal trauma even though we probably have the most out of everybody else. We want to talk about it. Let's talk about it. And it's okay to vocalize how you feel. But because we felt so compressed into a box where we never had a lid to even breathe, much less speak, we weren't able to talk about our feelings ever. And loneliness is part of that. Loneliness is a feeling. It's emotion. It's temporary, which is a beautiful thing. It doesn't last forever. So loneliness is a state of being only for a little bit of time. But to escape it, to grow from it, to realize that you're lonely and not alone means that you need a tribe. You need a tribe. And a tribe was something that my mom explained to me forever and years ago. But a tribe is your people. And when I say people, I mean three, max five, minimum one. 
a tribe can be one person if that's what you want. But I would say five at the max because your inner circle should be small, but your tribe should be even smaller. So my my tribe is about three people. And those three people are interchangeable depending on situations. I didn't escape that season of loneliness until I found my tribe and relied on my tribe. And my tribe personally is inclusive of three people. That's my mom, my mother, because she's wiser than me. She's older than me, but she knows my plan. She knows where I want to go. She understands me as a person. She understands my heart, my passions, my determinations, what makes me me, because she created me. So my mother, my best friend, who's my hometown boo. That's my girl. That's my ride or die. She's been by my side for years and will be by my side for many more. That's my girl. Number two, she understands me. She supports the delusions, but she will also snap me out of it if need be. Number three is my older sister. Now I'm the oldest, so I don't have an older sister. Of course, I adopted some. So those older sisters, usually I have a four, four girls who I go to for advice and they all depend on situation. One of them understands where I want to go in life. One of them is my spell mom. One of them is another older sister, spell mom, role model, bestie, whatever you want to call it. And then an older sister that I've grown up with, basically actually blood, but not blood, is not in the Spellman circle, which is nice because she gets an outside perspective of how I've grown up in the church, how I've grown up in my household and how I move and where I wanna go. So your tribe should be at least three people that you can get perspectives on before you make decisions or just to vent. And those three people, I will only tell three people about something going on. So, you know, Maya knew because Maya wasn't at Spellman. She understood how lonely I felt because she's been in seasons like that. My mom didn't go to Spellman either, but she understands me as a person and she understands how my brain operates. And my spell mom was here. So she was the one person, my two spell moms, were the two people that I could go to and chat about or get off campus or go get Jenny's or really just cry. If I needed to cry, sat with me till four in the morning and cried. So your tribe, find people who let you take the lid off the box that society has placed on you. Find people that allow you to escape that season of loneliness and come into yourself because that season is temporary and it's not until you escape your confinement of not being able to talk to anybody that you open yourself up to receive people into your life. Because when I started to close myself off from the ability to make friends, the ability to keep friends, the ability to find the perfect people that I felt like I hadn't found and looking at everybody else and seeing everybody else had these perfect friendships that really don't exist until I started talking about my feelings. And that's when I started to find my people. That's when I started to find the girls I loved here, the girls that made me feel special for being me and and welcomed who I was in all aspects. So let your voice be heard. Vocalize your feelings, sister. They're important, they matter, they deserve to be heard, and you deserve to be seen. So that is today's episode, all on your season of loneliness. Reminder, it's a season, friend. It's temporary, and when you come out of it, you're going to look back and realize that if you could be alone, you can do anything. So before we close off, you know we have to do letters to my sister. And today's letter, I feel like I'm getting so good at my singing. I really should like put out an EP. So today's letter reads, I just got out of a relationship and I'm feeling extra lonely because it's the holidays. Any tips on how to get my mind off the breakup? This ties perfectly in with the episode. 
friend, it's okay to be lonely. It's okay to feel your feelings. And in my experience in breakups and boy troubles and simply feeling lonely and not alone, sometimes the best medicine really is to just be where you are and to cry, to scream, to be upset, to rot in bed all day, to scroll on TikTok endlessly if you need to, to go outside and sit there in the grass or to do nothing, to sleep and to be where you are, to feel your feelings, to validate your own feelings is sometimes the best part of healing and a crucial aspect to the process. And I would also tell you, talk, talk to your tribe, talk to your people, tell them how you feel, write it down if you're not comfortable talking about it yet. Journaling is so important. It's something I struggle with. It's something that it's part of my 2024 revolution is to get better about is writing down and documenting my feelings. But there are so many journals that are crafted specifically so you have prompts to talk about what you're feeling and to vocalize it in the words that you cannot form. And of course, rely on the people closest to you. They were there before, they'll be there after. And lean on them. And the holidays are a beautiful time of the year, but it's also a very big time of loneliness and a huge part of the year where people genuinely just feel alone. And it's okay to be where you are and to know that you're not alone in this season. But again, seasons end, seasons change, and things get better. And I promise that you will always have a community in the podcast to back you up. I'm here for you and I promise you it gets better and you'll look back and see how far you've come and see how stronger you are now. So there's my piece of advice. If you want to submit a question or advice or story for Letters to My Sister at Black Girlhood Pod on Instagram, there's a highlight there or you can just send us a DM. And of course, you can follow me at Sarah Sloan, two A's in Sloan. But that's all I have for you guys today. And I'm so thankful that we get to talk about today's season of loneliness, especially with the holidays creeping in. I hope this resonated with you. I hope you were able to relate in some aspect and let's chat about it if you do. I love to discuss your thoughts, feelings, what have you, but that's all I have and I'm so grateful you're here. Thank you again for tuning in and I will see you next week, next Wednesday, same time, same place. I'll see you soon.